I don't think that using social media and having your life progress in a way you want it to is are mutually exclusive things. Our social media feeds are often filled with picture-perfect photos. Maybe it's a selfie or a vacation picture. I often look at these photos and compare them to my own life, like many others. I want my life to be as perfect as what I see online. But the reality is, no one's life is fully documented in small squares on the internet. On this week's episode, Lindsay and I will uncover the effects of social media and how this can affect our mental health, and we can discuss some ways to protect ourselves. So I'm first going to start off with body dysmorphia. Um, I find that there's a social standard on social media, like almost a silent pressure of what you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to look like with the ideal body type, quote unquote, showing up in our feeds every single day. Skinny, but not too skinny. Perfect skin, toned bodies. It's becoming increasingly difficult for us to feel confident in ourselves and how we look. But the thing is, those body types we idolize usually aren't even real. It's Photoshop and procedures. This is so dangerous because we have people aspiring to look like that in real life. We've seen an increased number of cosmetic surgeries being done, which directly corresponds with social media, as we see the number has increased year after year. Um, there was actually a survey done to kind of figure out why individuals were getting cosmetic surveys and what researchers discovered was that individuals who had low self-esteem and low life satisfaction were among and also had high media exposure were more likely to have cosmetic surgery. Um, I'm not going to say that you shouldn't get cosmetic surgery because I want all like women to feel confident and beautiful. Um, but I think that it becomes dangerous when people think that um, that a surgically a surgically corrected body is like the ideal body type, yeah. and thus it's like entirely necessary. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. And you know, I see this primarily on TikTok, less so on Instagram. I think Instagram used to be kind of the pinnacle of that um, uh, altered, surgically corrected. I'm not even corrected. Um, what's the word? Surgically altered uh, bodies and faces and everything. Um, but now, honestly, I when I go through Instagram, especially among like the health and fitness Instagram-ish, I think that it's really, there's we're approaching a turning point in Instagram culture where people want to become more accepting of other body types, or of all body types, sorry, and um, be more inclusive in that sense. TikTok, on the other hand, I think is a little bit, it's far more toxic especially because there's fewer people talking. It's about, it's not really about people's lives. It's more about, you know, it's, it's, it's far more about vanity, right? You know, you just see someone doing a dance and that's it. That's all you right. see. With Instagram, you see posts about their lifestyle and, you know, again, their lifestyle. And then of course you have stories, which allow one to be a little bit more authentic. Um, and I think that's what Instagram tried to do, but failed a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. I'll let you continue. But I just want to add on to that. I've seen almost, like you said, kind of a shift of people showing, at least I've seen on my like explore page or whatever, like people showing like different angles of their bodies and how much of a difference angles make, for example. Anyways. Um, oh, also 100%. Yeah, I see that too. And I also, um, 
I I actually really like to follow some like the health and fitness, mostly just like health content on Instagram. I find a lot of the the women sharing content just I don't know I just find it quite entertaining. It's quite nice um, to follow. Not necessarily what they post, but just like them talking. I don't know. I'm not sure I really need to justify that, but um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of like your daily reminder that Instagram is all about angles, which is true, right? And I think that plays into like the highlight reel concept of Instagram where all you see are people's best angles, the best times right. of their lives. And so you see perfection, but that's it's not realistic in any in any sense. Right, for sure. And on TikTok, I feel like a lot of young girls are you know, seeing the content that's on TikTok and I think that this is quite dangerous, especially for young girls, because their brains aren't fully developed and they're very vulnerable to believing whatever they see on the internet. And I think it's really sad that body dysmorphia usually begins during adolescence, around like 12 to 13. And it really breaks my heart to know that um, a lot of young girls are being overly critical of themselves at such a young age. Like they're like 12 or 13. Like that's, I don't know, so sad to me. And Anyways, there's Yeah, I, I see that all the time on TikTok and sorry, continue. I'm so sorry. No, I want to hear what you want to say. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to add that um, on TikTok, a lot of what I see is, um, of course, there's a lot about like the ideal, quote unquote, ideal body type and that kind of stuff. But there's also a lot about uh, stuff about food. There's a really fit runner sharing what she eats in a day and she'll eat like absolutely nothing. And people will be like, oh, OMG, thanks so much for sharing in the comments. Um, which I think is really unhealthy. And then there's the flip side where um, there's, I don't know, a young woman doing a dance on TikTok um, and she's has the quote-unquote ideal body type again. And then in the comments, uh, the comments are just flooded with young girls, presumably, uh, saying that, oh, I guess I'm not eating tomorrow or drop the what I eat in a day, stuff like that. I just feel like that's quite unhealthy, quite toxic, and it's just indirectly promoting eating disorders and especially when the whole like comment section is saying those things it almost like if you if you were to read that you would almost think that oh I should be doing the same because everyone yeah, true. in this like, comment section uh, exactly and the top comments like the comments with the most likes and thus the comments that show up immediately when you press the comment button are all comments uh propagating eating disorders it's quite horrible not a, just a few months ago, um, a YouTuber, Abby Sharp, uh, she's like a dietitian. She posts uh, a lot of like reviews of people's what I eat in a day is on YouTube and stuff. She's very smart, very entertaining. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's refreshing to see a professional on social media for the first time ever. Um, and she posted like reacting to TikTok what I eat in a day is. And nine times out of 10, um, the, the, what I eat in a day is we're like under a thousand calories, very small meals. And, you know, it would be clips of, of the very small meals. And then a clip of like a woman flexing her abs or bicep or whatever. So clearly promoting that kind of, um, toxic lifestyle for lack of a better. And then of course we have, I see this here in your notes on some that we also have influencers that people inevitably look up to celebrities um promoting like weight loss products that don't even work also like I don't know let's continue what you're gonna say sorry 
I, okay, I have no problem with people idolizing celebrities at all. I think in this very divided world, everyone needs someone to look up to, um, even if it's like some such an influencer celebrity who doesn't really do anything. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I'm being too cynical, but um, the thing is, is, a lot of young people, even people our age on some young teens, young adults, look up to celebrities who promote like these like weight loss products who are, that are very unhealthy. Uh, Abby Sharp talks about this a lot. And again, this isn't really the, I don't, I don't think I'm, I think I'm diverging from the point of this episode. The point isn't that the weight loss products are unhealthy. The point is, is that they're promoting these very unhealthy lifestyles to people. And I just think, I think, I think that's just very, I, I feel like I've just said this time and time again with this episode, but it's very toxic. And I have a very big problem with that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know what to say here, but I just think it's very dangerous that the people that a lot of people, vulnerable young women look up to are promoting such mentally and physically unhealthy lifestyles and products and mindsets. That's just, it's just going to be, it's just going to prove to be negative in someone's life. It's, it's really not adding to anyone's life in, in my observation. Yeah, for sure. And kind of adding on to that, I feel like these ads that they have on their whatever social media, it like claims that this product is going to help you get, you know, that flat stomach or weight loss. When in reality, these um, influencers have like professional trainers, nutritionists, even like plastic surgery and Photoshop. And this is like a false reality that they're promoting. And of course, we discussed is extremely toxic. I want to talk about kind of social media, like from my own perspective. And so for me, I joined Instagram when I was in like seventh grade, but I didn't really have it on my phone just because my phone didn't connect to Instagram or whatever. And I found like when I got a phone that I could use Instagram every single day, kind of like a shift in mentality of like, I don't know, like the like seeing the world differently and like seeing like the quote unquote perfect body, which was something that I didn't really notice before um, in junior high. I think Instagram has a huge problem with like on t- authenticity, sorry. Um, because, you know, we're, we see the, the rise of the influencer, people making so much money off of Instagram that they quit their day jobs and they just uh, advertise on, on social media. Not saying there's anything intrinsically wrong with that, but again, it's it's what these influencers are selling. These influencers are selling is a perfect life, and that's why people follow them is because they have a perfect life, and people want a perfect life, and they see people that have this, and they they they're all all of a sudden very interested in it. Um, and I think people try and navigate this, and Instagram tries to navigate this at the same time. That's why we we see like Instagram stories. Instagram stories are supposed to be a more personal connection to the influencer or to the person on Instagram. And then we also see like Finstas or like private Instagram accounts um, where people share uh, more uh, private content um, with some of their closer friends. And so I think that social media as gen- generally tries to achieve, is generally trying to achieve authenticity. Um, and I've seen that quite a bit among some of the influencer fo- influencers follow. And, you know, let me be honest. I, I'm truly really done with the whole influencer culture. I 
genuinely don't like following any sort of in quote unquote influencer. I kind of hate that word content creator, whatever that means. Um, because I just find it really annoying. Um, they're constantly trying to sell you something or show you their travels or whatever. And some people might enjoy that and I, I can see why, but um, I'm, I'm just really over it. And so I think there are ways to use social media in a healthy way that can also be fun because I don't think that it's really necessary to totally delete social media to enjoy your life. I think you can enjoy enjoy life and be on social media to like, I don't know, I guess fit in with the crowd because everyone has it. And it's, I don't know, I think it's a great tool to communicate with people. Hi everyone, it's Lindsay editing. I just wanted to show the insight that another issue with Instagram and influencers is that it's so difficult to find a balance between transparent, virtuous authenticity and authenticity that could contribute to cancel culture. Because we want to see creators and people on Instagram be true to themselves and share realistic content, but as soon as they say something that might deviate from the norm or something that people would disagree with, it could cost them their, their following and, and thus their jobs, right? Um, even though it was faithful to the authenticity many of us like to see on social media. Uh, this is just another fatal flaw of social media and influencer culture. And to like connect with people that you maybe used to go to school with or something. Anyways. Um... Yeah, for sure. And I think another, I, I, I don't know, can I just add a little topic to talk about here? Is like the whole uh, phenomenon of an Instagram detox or social media detox. Uh, a lot of wellness blogs, a lot of magazines. And frankly, I don't know. I've seen this around quite a, quite a few publications. Everything from like health and wellness sites to like The Economist. Um, is, is, is Are people promoting social media detoxes where you just don't go on social media, delete the app off your phone? And I've done this on several occasions. But I have to say, personally, it doesn't ever make my life any better. It might make me a little bit more productive because I can't procrastinate as much at best, but I, I really don't think that Instagram, at least for me, of course, is truly the source of negativity in, in life. It can be if you're following the wrong people or you're really, truly reading into things that are posted on social media without a critical eye. Um, but I think that social media doesn't have to ruin your mental health and it doesn't, ha and it doesn't have to... Um, detract from your life in any way. Um, and, and just one thing to, to navigate that is unfollowing everyone you don't want to follow. I kind of went through an unfollow bender not long ago, and I unfollowed so many people on Instagram, including people that I, at one point, knew in real life. And I don't know, hopefully no one took up personally that I unfollowed them, and hopefully no one noticed. I don't know. But um, I don't think there's anything wrong with just unfollowing people. And I think it made me a little bit more happy because I, I didn't end up spending less time on, on social media in the first place because, you know, you're not, there's fewer posts and everything. And yeah, so generally, I don't think that deleting social media will, it did, certainly didn't make me any happier, but I didn't, I never miss it. Like whenever I delete social media, whether it's because I have exams coming up or I'm just getting too distracted or I just need a break or whatever, I, didn't, I, I never really miss it. And I think I could easily live my life without it. But it is a very big communication tool in my social circles. And so in, in that sense, it's, it's necessary. 
Another thing I do want to talk about, though, is Snapchat stories. I love private Snapchat stories. I love posting on mine because I think it's such a fun way to connect with people um, that you don't normally talk to, but you still feel like you're in touch with them. And I think that goes for social media generally is you can still connect with people without actually talking to them. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think it's certainly a benefit um, of social media. Just remember that Instagram wants you to spend an endless amount of time on their app so you can look at ad after ad after ad so they can make more money. That's just how it works. Um, and so that's why they have that explore page where the algorithm is specifically designed to attract your attention. Um, and that's why it's the your feed is is essentially infinite. You can go on and on forever just looking at posts. Same with stories. That's why they automatically play it after you watch someone's story. Instagram wants to spend a lot of time on the app. But by only following the people that you genuinely want to follow um, and content you genuinely want to see, whether it's every day, uh, every few days, whatever, I think that's a really good way to use Instagram, particularly responsibly. Um, at least that's what I found. Um, because again, I think, I, I think, I don't know, I don't think I have to see this again, but I think Instagram is a great tool to use for communication and connecting with the world. Um, it also, ha it has its negatives. Absolutely. Um, so kind of, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but, um, about the highlight reel that is constantly on social media. I feel like we always want to put our best selves on the internet, right? Putting up the fun things we're doing, the good pictures of ourselves. And this causes a highlight reel, which is basically an endless circle of people's best moments. Personally, I feel like it's okay that social media is a highlight reel. This might be a little bit controversial, but I don't expect people to post pictures of their worst moments because like, if it doesn't make them feel confident or beautiful or whatever, I just don't think that I don't expect them to post that. And I feel like a very powerful quote to kind of describe the issue with um, the highlight reel is by Stephen Furtick, who basically said that, quote, the reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. And I feel like this is so true. And I feel like this is so true because... We have to realize that social media is a highlight reel and stop comparing our own lives to it. That's actually a really good point. I didn't really think that way. Very interesting, Ansem. Here, okay, I don't know. I've, I've been to say this. I don't really know exactly what I'm saying. But I think that, in a way, Instagram is a great tool to use to compare your life to something. Um, because you can follow really inspirational people and be like, wow, that looks amazing. Maybe I should pursue a career in, in something like that, or um, maybe I should travel there. Or, you know, I think there's a fine line between inspiration and then like the intense uh, jealousy and, and lust for a lot of the Instagram and in the Instagram sphere, especially when it comes to the quit your job and travel forever type of YouTubers, sorry, influencers. Um, but I don't know. I... I, I kind of like, I, I've been following a few influencers, uh, just a handful, for quite a while, at least since the beginning of high school. And so it's kind of fun to see how their lives progress and how um, my life has progressed alongside theirs, if that makes any sense. I don't think that using social media and having your life progress in a way you want it to is 
are, are mutually exclusive things, if that makes any sense. The last thing we wanted to touch on was the social currency aspect of social media, particularly Instagram in this case, and just measuring our self-worth by the amount of likes or comments or whatever we see on our Instagram posts. Uh, in 2019, Instagram elected to remove the number of likes for users to see on posts in efforts to remove pressure in social competition. I believe this was in both Canada and the USA, although I'm not entirely sure, though, because sometimes I go on Instagram and I can see the likes, and then other times I go on and I can't. It doesn't bother me in any way, but... In Canada? Yeah, I don't know. Or like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, again, uh, this... They elected to do this um, in efforts to remove pressure in social competition on, for people on Instagram. Um, and I don't know if this really solved anything, maybe for maybe younger people or, or something, but I don't, I think it's just human nature for us to become competitive either with ourselves or others when numbers are the name of the game. Um, and this can go for anything, you know, uh, you start running and you run two miles, all of a sudden you'll want to run three miles. That's just human nature, right? As, as, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but, um, I don't, but I'm, no? yeah, I I want to run the shortest amount I can. I get tired. Well, no, what I'm saying is like you go, That was, maybe that was a poor example, but I don't know. When I go through my running phases, which is few and far between, I don't like running. Um, I'll like go on a run and it'll say, you ran X amount of kilometers at a, a, a Y kilometer per hour pace. And I'm like, okay, I want to go running tomorrow and run X plus one kilometer and run at a pace that's this times faster or whatever. You don't, you don't, you can't relate to that? No, I, all, the only like similar thing I could relate to that is like, sometimes me and my friends do challenges and I'm like, oh, I want to run more kilometers than my friends. So, okay, like, what, about, what like- about grades though? Like what, like, do you ever get a 90 on a test? You're like, next time I'm going to get a 95. Yeah, actually, for yeah. grades, 100%. Yeah. Numbers are the name of the game for, for humans. I think that's human nature. But um, so I don't, I don't, for me, again, this is totally personal to me, but I don't think that numbers are really the problem. Maybe for some people. I mean, I can see how it would be the problem because, oh, she got 150 likes on this photo and I only got 110. That means she is better than me she has more value as a person to society. So yeah, I get it. But I don't I don't think it generally because this was what 2 years ago, I don't think mm-hmm. it solved the authenticity problem on Instagram at all. Or the Yeah, I the social competition of social media. I definitely don't think it solved it at all, but like as someone who's deep well not deeply insecure, but I'm like pretty insecure, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm gonna admit this on the podcast but um I don't know I think that it relieves some stress if that makes sense not necessarily for me personally because I never post anything but just to have less comparison in my lot in my life and like I don't know maybe that's just a me thing anyways you know, now that we talk about it more, I can totally understand where you're coming from and how it would might relieve some of the pressure. Um, 
and but again I, I can't really think of anything Instagram could really do to make it a better community overall well, in, in terms of I don't know maybe like again they're trying I've heard that they're trying to ban like the uh advertisements of those of like weight loss products to children I don't know maybe that's just a rumor but I've heard that well because I was like on Instagram this one time and I like I don't know I searched up something and like Instagram was like oh like we're like concerned about you I think it was like something about like dieting and they're like oh like here's some like like articles or something for you to read or like or we're like call 911 or something but like Instagram though it is the platform that has a lot of issues or whatever the social media is the big issue is the people on it right because they're the ones that are posting whatever they're posting and I don't know what I'm trying to say here are you trying to say that it's not up to Instagram to, to make their community a better place, but it's up to the people on using their platform. I guess that's kind of a harsh way to say it. Thanks so much for tuning in to You Do The Talking. If you're interested in hearing more, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Please be sure to leave a rating and review as it really supports our show and follow us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.